0: Yes. Let me say hello to Carlene Davis. Carwin, how are you, my dear?
1: I am very well. I'm giving thanks in spite of all the challenges that the world is facing. Oh, you
0: know, tell me about it.
1: In the midst of it, I just keep saying, "God, I thank you. Thank you that I am breathing. That I yes. have life. That we are breathing. Yes. We have life, and we can come together." Even in this way, even though the distance is between us, Mm -hmm. we can still interact
0: this way. Whereabouts are you right, right, right now?
1: I am in Kingston, Jamaica, in my studio Mm. at (laughs) home.
0: Kingston, Jamaica, where it's sunny outside, I'm sure.
1: And the, it is, well, it is now dusk, it's getting dark, hmm. and, um, you know, it's getting cool because it's getting close. Uh, sure,
0: getting cool. This
1: is upon us.
0: You know, one of the things I want to, I want to take you back. I want to take you back. Give me, give me and my listeners, you know what I mean, um, tell us about your youth, uh, where you were born. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're interested to know what part of Jamaica were you from? You-
1: Ah, yes I am a I'm a country girl, you know mm-hmm. Country girl, I was born in the I always say the foothills of Bullhead Mountain And those of you know Bullhead Mountain mm-hmm. It's it's there in Clarendon Yes and I grew up in a little district called Colonel's Ridge ah, A very rich community Where people like um, Michael Holden's mom was born mm-hmm. You know And it's Clarendon where people like Freddie McGregor, really mm-hmm. small, and um, mm-hmm. Ernest Wilson, that just mm-hmm. passed. I mean, Barrington Levy, we can name them. We're all from Clarendon, but yep. I'm further up in the hills. They're on the flat side of Clarendon. I'm way up in the hills where it's breezy and a lot of rivers and springs.
0: You yeah, know, you know. I got to tell you, Carleen, I worked with Carreras at one point, and we sold cigarettes up in that area. Mm-hmm. Craveny, to be exact. So, don't, yes. please don't condemn me. <clears throat> I'm begging. But anyway, folks, in case you don't know what she just said, it's one of the beautiful green. I don't know if it's still the same way, but it's beautiful. It's still
2: very rural, still very rural.
0: Nice. Um,
1: and plus, still people who, who migrated. A lot of people returning and building there, but it's still a very quiet community. Now. And, um,
0: Go ahead. No, uh, I was going to say, so you were born in Colonel's Ridge and, um, how did the singing career start? How, how the singing thing? Were you, did you sing up there? I mean, at, uh, yeah. late at yeah. night? What else is there to do but what sing? Is,
1: what else is there to do? We did, I, we didn't have a television at home, mm-hmm. but there were, there were people who, you know, especially in the little, in the little town where you go shopping. In the square, as we would call it, when you live in rural Jamaica, you go to the square where there's, you know, the main shop where you get all your groceries. And those who are into, into drinking rum, <laughs> there were the bar is there. The post office is there. The um, shoemaker is there. The tailor is there. The dressmaker is there. So that's where you'd gather for activities. And, the, you know, they, they, there was a television in that, in one of those places. So whenever there are special events, especially holiday times, family, all of us, my parents, my grandparents, we'd all meet out there with the neighbors and chill. Mm-hmm. And that was how we were able to watch TV and capture what's going on around the world. And then of course you had your radio at home and you could, where my, 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 my grandparents property is, there's a height where I could hear music coming from Cuba to show wow. you how high up
0: I wow. believe that because I myself, I lived in Maypen for a while and we could put up a, st- pick up a station in Cuba. Uh, didn't understand a word they said, but the music was break nice.
1: Into our, our channel, our, yep. or JBC or RGR, it would break in and you'd hear the, the lovely, um, Cuban music pumping. And of course, my granddad lived in Cuba for a while.
0: So he loved it.
1: He and so he, he was an avid musician. So he came back with a cello, violin, <laughs> um, saxophone, and a clarinet. And Whoa. of course, he, he had a guitar. So he was one of those persons that would provide music for the community whenever they were gathering, you mm.
0: know, the, the, the wedding. Is thing. that where Carleen Davis started from? Don't think I'm disrespecting your marriage, but I, in this section, you're Carleen Davis. Did-
1: sure. I mean, definitely. Actually... It's it's really Sinclair. Sinclair was really is really my maiden name. Whoa. So those were from that neck of the woods. That's something new for you guys. That's where
0: you know very new to me.
1: Uh, yes, and so my my grand my grandparents, the Sinclairs and the Rooms family came together, and that's how I, I came about. And both sides of the family, my parents, my grandparents were were into music. So the music was all around us as children growing up.
0: As a kid growing up, you love the music. I could tell you something that would surprise you too. My other half of my parents is Sinclair from Christiana, but we will leave oh, this out.
1: Well, it is very possible <laughs> that there, there's a connection there because it's, it's just there's the, those in West and Sablamah, yeah, Hury people, right? They're Sinclairs, and then. So it's connected. We're all interconnected.
0: Of course, Jamaica, that's what it was. Anyway, let me move on. So you were in, uh, up to, until what age?
1: I migrated to England um, at age 14. Mm -hmm. You know, when, did two years, I was in my second year of Clarendon College when I migrated. Clarendon College, yes. My parents migrated ahead of us and we we stayed with our grandparents. So there are five siblings. My brother my eldest brother went up first then my second brother went up and then the last three of us we went all in one I didn't want to go I wanted to stay in Jamaica I wanted I didn't want to leave my grandparents cuz I, I hear you so much mm-hmm. but eventually my parents says nope, you're coming you're coming you're coming so I said okay then and went to England and music just kept kept following me I could not escape it <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> like in that. growing
1: up in, in going up in Jamaica, my grandparents would always, and my parents have me sing. So I would volunteer myself for church and Sunday school and all of that. Mm-hmm. Whenever members community came together and people visited our homes, of course I was the, I became the entertainer. I sing for them, man, sing. <laughs> and so I, I, I got to enjoy presenting
0: myself before did you, an audience. Did Wait. you Did you? sing anything like this?
1: Yes, I did know
3: that song at the time. Well, no. That song, for sure. That song, sure.
0: What did you sing then?
1: Well, there was a very popular song that I, I heard my Sunday school teacher singing it once and I took it from her and that became my anthem while I was in Jamaica and even when I migrated to England as a teenager. Um, it's called, if you should remember the books of the Bible, you'll place them in order. As they should be. You have Genesis and Exodus, Leviticus Genesis and Numbers. Numbers, Deuteronomy and
0: Joshua. He wrote them all. Oh, so I would. Whoa! Say- that voice has not changed an ounce. Oh my
1: God! So that was my theme song, and when I went to England as a teenager. I would get drawn up for it in church through my brothers, you know, and and those the, the people that we got to know, and they knew that hey, my 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 sister sings, you know, you know, as a as a high school <laughs> student, so amazing I, I,
0: amazing. I can't believe that amazing is right. Amazing, the word you just use is totally right because believe you me that yeah, th- your voice hasn't changed an octave, has it? I
1: I believe you know. It's like I sense you were going to answer that question, and I, and I was remini- I was thinking back, and I said, "God, um, you know, the, there's a scripture says the spirit is willing, mm-hmm. but the flesh is weak. Right? You know, so I make every effort to to kill flesh, so that the spirit of God will remain and and potent in my in my walk." And also as it relates to my, my physical being, because, you know, without without a good body, when I say a healthy body, Jamaicans mm-hmm. <laughs> would say healthy body.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Without a healthy body, you can't finish your assignment. You can't fulfill the, the calling on your life. You can't finish purpose. Mm. So I make every effort to eat right, to get a good night's rest. I'm not one of those persons that burns the, the candle. At You know, all ever right. since, ever since.
0: Good. And now you say you left Jamaica at a tender age of 14. You spent how many years in England?
1: I did about seven. Seven. I finished high school, went on to college, started working. And during that whole time, I I was
0: doing music. I dabbled in music during my high school years. You were in a yeah. band in England and played guitar yeah, and yeah. all that. Tell me about it.
1: It was a little three-piece band. What happened is my dad had a friend who <laughs> knew of this little three-piece combo at this pub. Oh! And
2: the,
1: my dad's friend said to him, "Because my dad, you know, in, in I don't know how you do it in um, in in Canada these days, but early years because there were no barber shops around for Caribbean <laughs> people, before, so people just." each other's hair. Yes. So my dad would cut his friends.
2: Yes. And
1: his friends would come and cut. So they, he said to him one day, you know, the, the, uh, there's a combo that plays at the pub called Jack of Both Sides was his pub. And he Jack said,
0: of Both Sides. They're looking sides. for a singer.
1: <laughs> They're looking for a singer. I was still in high school and my dad introduced me to the group. It was a group of older men, older right. guys, married men. And, you know, but this was what they did. This They were professionals. And they brought me in to, to do my, my audition. And let me tell you, I'll never forget that audition. I trembled like a leaf. <laughs> you know, like the back of my, my thighs, the back of my oh, thighs God. It was like-
0: Jelly. this is funny i i know exactly what you say because i'm trembling talking to one of my favorite singers you know trust me one of my favorite singers. i i'm i'm as nervous as hell but i'm i'm feeling my way out so you spent how many years seven years in england right
1: and yes and i moved to canada
0: um, yeah. and i you know i met you when you came to when you came to canada I emceed the show and you were on that show along with Ernest Smith, I think. Right wow. here in Montreal. Was
1: it, at
0: was it at Elgonquin? I can't remember exactly, but I know for sure it was in Montreal or something like that. But I met Carleen Davis and I said, wow, this is one of my scenes. I, I hope your husband isn't listening. I know he is because he's like me. But, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, so I it, Go ahead.
1: Man, I... I I don't remember meeting you, but I'm sure we met because I remember those 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 dates that we did in Toronto. I mean, with in Montreal with Ernie and I. Yes. Really
0: great yes. experience.
1: I remember it was the middle of winter. Am I correct about <laughs> You're
0: that? You're totally right. It was uh, January the 17th or something like that right right and um when i uh, i said wow this woman could sing boy i enjoyed listening to her and um because it, it your 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 voice is a natural progression it's not one of those that you have to pull up out of some some far place <laughs> to sing you sing naturally oh
1: my god well I, you know there's another reason to you know i am one of those persons like i would i love like a you think of Minnie Riperton. Mm. And she'll take those high notes. Well, That's
0: oh, one of my favorite note. singers. If,
1: sang, though, if I sang songs like that, or even Whitney, or any of those singers that will belt, <sighs> I find my key. I'm not going to try and sing it in Whitney's key or no,
2: in mini yes.
1: Riperton's key because, hey... I have my, my range is my range.
2: Right, right. And
1: so, so uh, that, that's a way to protect your vocal cords as not to try and. I
0: sing. firmly believe that. I met an Englishman many years ago in Jamaica because I tried to sing too. I'm not too good at it, but I tried to sing. And he says, um, sing in your key. Don't sing, sing in, in my your- key. And his name was Thomas Jones, Tom Jones. And he's. Yes, I had the pleasure of emceeing a show at the Carib Theater and introducing him. Thanks it's to Ar- Ronnie, Ron- Ronnie Nazrali and Baron Lee. Ronnie
1: Nazrali's production.
0: Right? <laughs> yes, 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 I had I the know pleasure Tommy of. Tommy
1: did a lot of work with him as well.
0: Your Tommy did a lot of work with a lot of people because I want him on by himself. I don't want nobody to influence him. Him coming on this program. I want to interview him because he knows, and he's been there with everything mm-hmm. happening in music in Jamaica. So That's right. Uh, All right. So now that we we've come to Canada, what was it like in Canada?
1: Well, it was very exciting for me. I mean, I I found myself doing the rounds, doing all the audition, doing all the talent shows that I could. I could, you know, that exists. I would go through the newspaper. I mean, not like today when you know you have all these. Online reality shows and, uh, America's Got Talent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. voice, none of that. So for me to get my foot wet in the, in the, in the circuit, I just did a lot of, um, um, talent shows. Right. Some I won, some I didn't, but then I got to meet people, owners of nightclubs and, and, and venues and musicians who are, who are currently doing the circuit and eventually, they would call me and say, listen, we're, we're auditioning for a singer. Are you available? And that's how I got started and started to meet the, the people in the music industry in, in, in and around um, Toronto. Good. You know, and so before I started doing reggae, I was really doing pop music, mm-hmm. um, especially in England, of course, and going into Canada it was really, you know, the, the top 20. You'd be prepared to do the top 10, top 20 hits. We- and of course, the R and B's and the rock and roll sound, and
0: you
2: know, tutti Fruity.
0: Um, oh <laughs> <laughs> I love, I'm a Luna, um, yeah. I got but, a you know, <laughs> I uh, believe you, me, I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I we had a little band in Jamaica and we did the tourist trade at the various hotels, so we sang everything that was not America yes.
1: It was great, great training ground,
0: <laughs> right. Yes. So you stayed in Canada for how long?
1: I did 10 years, and then I, but while I was
0: Oh, there, God, thought, you, you make it sound like it was a prison sentence. Oh, I did you know, 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I spent 10, I'd ten years in Canada, and I enjoyed it, and I went. <laughs>
1: yeah, man, it was great, glorious 10 years, training mm-hmm. ground for me. So I never forget that experience. You know, learning the ropes of the industry, the business of music.
2: You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Um,
1: being a part of the the music the federation of musicians. You know, being a member and understanding our position as musicians. You know, to 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 um to be the best, so we can be as we represent a people. Good. You know, right. And um, did my first recording while in Toronto in reggae. In other words, in those days we would. Come to Jamaica, the producers would come to Jamaica and get the rhythms done by the the studio musicians here in Jamaica. Then they'll carry the tracks back to to Canada and then I would voice it at a recording studio in Toronto. So that's how I did my first singles, um, which was like leaving on a jet plane. That was it, you know, and will you still love me tomorrow? Wow. Songs like that.
2: Wow. And
1: then... Of course, as I moved along and I started being having my own band that I worked with um, um, doing the circuit on weekends now I would find myself doing like the West Indian clubs mm-hmm. like after after the um the, the hotel bars that we would do would shut down, we'd go and do the after hour clubs and then I would join and be working with another band like a reggae band. So I would be balancing myself between mainstream music and reggae music. All it was right. Really, it was a good way to, to, to stay alive and earn an honest living, you know. Because nice. in between that, I would also have a nine to five job as well. We all I do. And worked for Toronto Dominion Bank for years
0: ah. before
1: I said that was it. I done done done. I'm going <laughs> fully, fully.
0: You're finished. <laughs> <Huh>? You're finished. <laughs> Done. Finished.
1: Finish. I, do I couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't keep up with the daytime job and the nighttime music. Couldn't uh, do
0: it. All right. Uh, uh, um, uh, This is another serious, um, uh, in 1996. Right. Uh, you were diagnosed with breast cancer. And I want to know, I'm looking at you now, and I want to know, how did you face it? How did you stand up to it? How did you make it work for you? Because I, I, I'm i reading something here. Your Christian faith that uh, apparently came from Grandma uh, made you understand that you have to face it, and you did. Talk to us about that.
1: Ah. Uh. Every time you know we share it, I just know it's it's just giving God glory every time that He has truly kept me for such a time as this, so I can share with my listeners that when it happened, clearly it was uh very scary because on t- up until that time, every time you hear that word, you know. There wasn't mm-hmm. much going on out there. Information to even tell you how to handle it. So when it hit home, it was like a, a tear jerker for me because I said, "God, am I gonna live or am I gonna die?"
0: Did you but, did you did you did you um, did you uh, listen to this song a lot? Songs
3: like that. Songs like that.
0: Cover me. It was the
3: spirit of God that covered i <laughs> I was
1: able to fix my eyes, run,
0: the God cover my peace.
1: Cover me. So that I could face the battle and trust him in the process.
0: You know, I listen to this song and I read my notes and I, 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 I'm teared up. Because uh, what else could one do but ask the, the the big man up there for just cover me?
1: Cover me under his blood. Yes. Until then, I guess my lifestyle was I knew then that he was he is God, he's Lord of my life. But I did not portray that in a hundred percent. It was like I was one foot in and one foot out. But when that diagnosis came, that was the turning point. When I said, "That's it, God, I will serve you. Use me as your vessel. A mm.
2: vessel that will bring honor to you." That was a
1: turning point of my life, and once I did that the healing process began. I did I went I did chemo, I did the surgery, I did all of that, not knowing whether it would you know. Take
2: yes, me out, yes. But
1: I trusted God. I said, God, I'm gonna serve you with all my heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he what the Lord has done. That He would have allowed me to continue to use music as a vehicle to 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 to, 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 to serve him. You wow. know, as an evangelist, wow. as a ministry of,
0: and I have to let the people know. now we're going to change because we're going to make you a big boss. We're gonna, we gonna say, um, doctor. You know, before before I go there, let me ask you, as a secular artist, how many how many how many albums have you recorded?
2: Well, I
1: think I must have done over fifteen. app Wow! wow. Um, some were compilations, of course, you know, but definitely. And then, of course, with the gospel, it is now. I've gone. I'm now done my twelfth
2: album.
0: Yeah. And you have found it's a freedom of expression, a freedom of feelings when you sing your gospel music
1: it's when i when i recommitted my life and i started recording again and started writing songs so i call them is is it's love songs to god mm. freedom mm. you know, there, there was a freedom that came with it of expression it's like i felt I've only just
0: begun Carly Davis Cohen, I could talk to you forever, man. Uh, keep telling me these things because I need to understand it and now I'm getting the full grip of it. What, was it because of the breast cancer why this happened? You you found...
1: I believe it, 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 it spoke volume. I said God, it's like because I had committed my life you know, several times you go to the altar and you say, Lord, I commit my life to you, but did not take the time to study the word mm. of God, to show myself. Mm. You, and, and be. so you find that you become flippant. Yes. In your walk. Yes. You know, but so when this this thing happened, I say, God, I am through. I am going to serve you. And that means I have to s- study, study about the word of God, apply myself. Cover me. Cover me. In my heart, so that as as the Word of God says, David says, "Thy word have I hidden in my heart, that I will not sin against you." So mm. we are all we all sin, but when we have the Word of God to back us up and to to remind us that hey, that what you did isn't right, isn't right, you can say, "God, forgive me." You can recognize where where you have fallen and can. You know, dust yourself off and know that God has heard your cry and has forgiven you. You know, I didn't do that on a day to day basis. It was more like, you know, when you're desperate, kind of thing, that's when you really cry out to God. And He is faithful to hear you. Anyway, anytime, but I said, God, I I don't want to make a mockery of my walk.
0: Mm. You, loving that, loving time. that, a mockery of my walk. Yes, yes, yes. 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 And folks, in just just in case you're wondering, she's an ordained minister with a PhD in pastoral counseling and a graduate of the Run Kenology Praise Academy. Wow. Hey, no. Them is big thing, man. Doctor, (laughs) doctor, 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 doctor. I
1: I wanted to to really take the time out and prepare myself because when I so I don't take ministry of getting on a platform to sing. Mm. I take it serious because when I open my mouth, it must be. It must impact the listeners that it is not Carlene, but it's literally the Spirit of God
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: that is flowing through me. You know, mm. um, coming from a different stage where I was on a different stage where it was all about entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, I had to study and say God, that so that this vessel now is now a renewed vessel and I'm confident that God has restored me to be in that position.
0: You know, uh, you know, it, it, it sounds so, so so, magical what you're saying to me. But how does that do with family life? How does the husband take it? You have a beautiful da- daughter who is a singer and I want to touch on one of her songs. How did they take it? Oh, she, she has change what, what? How, how did it work but
1: well, the thing is they were young they were quite young and so they were they have to follow mommy and daddy's instructions time to go to church <laughs> wake up wake up wake up you know it's not and so they they were fine with it but then they they were missing they missed something mm-hmm. like when we were always touring all over the world and they were with us in the summertime and you know they, they, they didn't quite understand why that wasn't happening like how it used to. But as they grew up, and the fact that they have mommy, mommy is with, with us. Yes. Because as they got older and they realized what had happened and the impact of it and how it could have been the other way around, they could have lost me. Yes. You know, Yes. for them, it was a joy that I'm still here, yes. and I'm still here. Ah. Um, and I am glad that our lives and it wasn't just my life out of my experience, Tommy's life got turned
0: around as well nice, nice, sweet, sweet yes. you know i am you you're gonna come back on this program in January or February because there are so many things I want to talk to you about, but you know, I'm getting old, and in my progression of getting old, I am trying to. Ah, uh, you know, get the young folks to understand what it's all about doing a program like this, talking to a p- person like you. And, um, uh, I have one in the back because he's doing the Zoom, but I want him and my co-host who is, um, off for a while. Uh, I want him to understand what he, he's a young guy, so he's gonna ask you young questions, I would imagine. No problem. All right. No so problem. his name is Drew, D-R-U Drew, and D-R-U, and he's from Barbados. I'm so, Drew.
4: like Hi, <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. It's a pleasure to meet you once again. Once again.
1: I, I know the face. Yes, I'm saying I know this guy.
4: <laughs> I know, I know, I know you know the face. And you know what? We're going to blame Nathan for you being late (laughs) as one of our interviewers because I've been drilling Nathan to get you and Naomi in for an interview for the longest
0: time. Leave Naomi alone.
1: (laughs) But listen, it's, you know, timing is everything. God's timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. And Naomi Naomi has been busy releasing because, you know, she just released a mixtape and there's some fabulous music on there. And she has this new song coming out in January. So that would be a good time to to lock her in. Can I just... Oh, you know what wait,
0: first, where first, Drew, I, Drew, I'm going to interfere on your time. Can I just touch a little bit of it, Naomi? You guys don't mind? Say, no, I don't mind. No, we don't
2: mind. I, I,
0: this I, is uh, I, Naomi Cohen. She have the mother voice. Listen to this. Fire
3: is burning. All right,
0: I ain't playing no more. I'll wait. I ain't playing no more. You can rock till you drop, Mr. Drew. I ain't playing no more. <laughs> uh, that girl could sing, boy. Anyway, let me not interfere with you. Go right ahead because, you know, I. I yeah, go right ahead yeah well, you know, let me drink my tea a
4: bit about uh when you your experience when you left Jamaica and coming uh coming to uh went to england and then you came to canada you know mm-hmm. what i mean how how did you think that w- was uh how did that that experience enhance your music ability
1: well it was really Doing the music I did in England, I was still in high school. So when I moved to Canada now, I was just, I was then now a working girl. So, um, it was exciting for me because I'm now in North America, you know, leaving England and now in North America. And it was like a whole new experience. And, um, it was a lot of hard work trying to, you know, get my, myself, get my foot through the door because nobody around me was involved in music, you know, whereas in England, I I knew people in London, for example. So if I hadn't stayed in Canada, I would have gone back to England because I knew people in London. And the plan was for me to move from Reading because I grew up in Reading and go to London to, 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 to really establish my career in music. But once I settled down and I started, you know, getting some gigs, I said, you know, let me, let me stick around, let me stick around. And, yeah, it, it opened a lot of doors for me. I mean, I eventually I met, this is how I met Babsy, Oliver Babsy Grange, Minister of Culture, Entertainment and Culture. She was in Canada working with, we shared earlier, there was Ernie Smith. She had Stranger Cold. She had a band called Blood File. Um, there was a, who else? And Leo Sybil. So she was really, at one point, she was running the industry in Toronto, you know, for the Caribbean music. And, um, I had an opportunity to open for police at, um, in, in Toronto. Yeah. And I also opened for Peter Tosh when he was touring Canada and he, when he he did Toronto and Montreal, I was on that lineup as well. And, um, how I met Babsy now was I was doing an event for Easter for CBC television, with Jeanette Brantley is a a black American girl that living in Toronto. And she brought a group of singers together. So, and I was the only, I was the only Caribbean person on that lineup, you know, and we're doing, and I chose to do Many Rivers to Cross Mm -hmm. as my, my song for the Easter celebration. And, you know, it just, Babsy came to the event and she said, My God. Could I
0: interfere a little bit here? Huh? Could I interfere a little bit here, Drew? Please pardon the old guy. Could you just sing the first two lines of "Many Rivers to Cross"? Because I always find that so. Anyway, <clears throat> sing it for me, please. Could you just sing well, it? Well,
1: just want to go big up, big up, big up, the nice, maestro himself, Jimmy Cliff, for yes. writing this song. Yes. Was such a such a great songwriter. Um, he goes, "Many rivers to cross." Oy. Can't seem to find
2: my way over. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So we'll now, now to... you're.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so now, now you're. You know, I mean, you're performing a lot in Canada. You're making your mark. You're going back and forth to uh, Canada and uh, Jamaica, doing and make... do, doing doing lots of recordings. Tell us about that move when you decided now that you know what. I'm going back to Jamaica. (laughs)
1: Um, I, because I think, I think because of my relationship with Babsy, she was leaving because she now got a position with, uh, uh, when Eddie Siago was now prime minister and she, she got the position as director of um, Jamaica cultural development, cultural development. And so I said, well, at least I know somebody solid in Jamaica that, who would be able to get me around and introduce me to people, you know. And so I decided to visit, not to stay, just to pass through. <laughs> so Ernie and I came down and Babsy had a series of events for us to do around the island. And the more I did these engagements, I said, boy, it looks like this is it. I'm going figure, to figure out how I can really just come home permanently. So at one point I was, had my, uh, an, an, an apartment in Toronto, an apartment in Jamaica. And I said, no, I can't keep this up. I have to make a decision. But in the meantime, I was, you know, in the studio doing stuff, you know, and of course did my first Reggae Sunsplash. Um, because of being in Jamaica at that particular time, Bob was on tour in Europe and Peter Tosh was, was the headliner for Reggae Sunsplash at the time and it was held at Ronnie Williams Center and I was asked to 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 be on the lineup um and this would this would now be my first major event in in Jamaica and out of that door started opening up people kept calling me all over the world you know new york city all the you know the major diaspora city to come and 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 perform you know so that was an open door and say you know what it's time to settle down and um from there on, we did songs like "That's How Stealing the Steel Love on the Side Happened," you know.
4: Okay, so uh, that reggae sunsplash. Yes, something something special happened on that reggae sunsplash. I'm not going to say what it is because we you know. Something.
1: Well, the only thing I can tell you that happened is that we that album was nominated for a Grammy. You. It was a, a tribute to Bob Marley because by this time Bob had passed. Uh, I don't know if I do I don't know, I don't know if that's a special thing you're talking about, or is it because of my meeting Tommy? Is that it?
2: I don't
4: know. No, no, it's it's not about that because I listened to an interview where you said that you performed on the first night. That's right. <laughs> that, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna. I'm not say. I do my. research. <laughs> so I I'm not gonna the say. Brain. I'm gonna
1: let I you say. Oh my goodness, that's right. I did the Wednesday night, and I got a call that they won't be back on the Friday night, I think. And this is the first and only time that an artist repeated in in one presentation of a reggae concert. So it just never happens. Yes you know and I was like I, I was a newcomer to the whole thing and I, the only song I had heard of They Come I think was doing very well because I had recorded that version my, a version of that Jimmy Cliff song as well and that was doing very well and um, also that song Desperate Lover you know that song by Bob Andy that was one of my big hits out of Canada Um, As a matter of fact, that song was done with Slan Robbie as the Revolutionaries. If if you know that song, that's how do you feel when my baby's gone? Yes, that was Slan Robbie when they were part of the Revolutionaries. So keep going.
4: Yeah. And uh, so tell us about Steel and Love now. You you did Steal and Love you know what I mean and you come you changed your life and you came you changed all the lyrics to that to praising God. Tell us how did that come about and changing, changing up the changing of the sound to praising God.
1: And so speaking of Barbados <laughs> I was I was called to do um you know that big event in, in Barbados, um reggae. It's a big event.
2: Yeah,
1: they usually have the the Reggae icon. Regular
2: film, right? Yeah.
1: I was asked to 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 to, minister, to to sing, and of course i going back in the archives and giving them songs like like old friends, Steel in love, it must be love, going down to paradise. So, uh, so my, my musical director was in Barbados leading up to the event and he said to me Harleen do you know which song they're using to promote you for the event it's Still in Love and I said but I don't sing that song anymore and I don't plan to sing that song of the event so when he came back to Jamaica and we went into rehearsals we decided to use the rhythm and and change the lyrics. So the night of the concert, I said, I I said, guys, I I opened with a lot of my older hits. Winnie Mandela, Welcome Home, Mr. Mandela. It must be love. All of that. And then, as I was about to go into the gospel, I said to them, Listen, I know since you last saw me on a platform like this, I have changed. God has done a new thing in my life. But here is a song that I know you love. I hope you enjoy this version. And as the rhythm started, may I tell you, the crowd ran to the front of the platform. (laughs) You know? It was just so funny.
3: Christ held me in his arms and gave his love to me, yeah, gave me my heart's desire, his love enfolds me. His love protects me, I'm so thankful, now I am here. If time would stand still and keep me here. Just be
4: what we're talking about from stealing love to praising god
1: amen what a transition
4: yeah amen
1: giving yeah. and- glory to god and you know the funny thing is um having redone this song in this manner people are now saying oh my god i didn't realize that it was you who did the original so it is it's bridging that gap because you know it's bringing identity and and i i without an without being apologetic. There was a time when I didn't want to hear that song, but now when someone plays the original, I say it's important that people know that this is where I was and this is where I am today. And it, it's, it's, it's a foundation of, of, of how God has been using me, you know? And let's not, let's not be ashamed of what we have done then because it was really a a door opener for my career, you know? But now I can use it as a means to bring honor to God, and I say, Lord God, you're good.
4: God <laughs> is good, and also, so, so tell me now about your connection with Nelson and Willie Mandela. Ooh.
1: well, I remember if I can go back, I remember Tommy was on tour. I didn't do that sunsplash tour with him that year because I think I, Naomi was a bit was a baby, so I didn't go on that tour. But I remember. Him coming home with a book that says a book written by Winnie Mandela says part of my soul um, left with him, something like that. Um, and it was all about her experience marrying this man called Nelson Mandela. And um, and 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 no sooner they got married, he was thrown in jail because of his his fight against apartheid and. And the struggles that she endured, just trying to to stand up for for truths and rights and justice, and the pain she 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 she, she faced, you know. And I said, "Oh my God!" And Tommy came back with a, a bit of a song, just from him reading the book while on tour. And I, when he brought the book home to me, I read it like just like that. And we said, "Yeah, let's let's go in that studio and finish the song." And that's how we recorded the song because we were hearing about this apartheid thing but it, it was all about Winnie because she was the only person we were able to see as the face of the fight against apartheid and as a female we thought it was a very important um point to 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 promote that you know that she recognized that when she married that man she was marrying into that system of what he believed And and that's why she was able to stand against all odds, you know, being thrown in and out of jail. There were so many charges against that woman. I don't think she lived long enough to um to. (laughs) They had to just drop them eventually, I guess, because they found every reason to condemn her.
2: Yeah, Yeah. you know. Of course,
1: of course, you asked me about Nelson. When Nelson was released from prison, we were in England. And when we heard it on the news, my God, we just got so excited because we just never thought we'd live to see him released. Yeah. I'm sure the world thought that because he seemed as if he had been there so long. You know, you just never expect to see this man. And when he was released, we were, we were in the studio in England and I remember we just sat down and wrote this track. Welcome home, Mr. Mandela. And that song became the theme song for his tour of the United States when he toured New York City. And of course, when he came to Jamaica, um, that was a song that was used to, to, to bring him into the arena, um, into the national stadium, um, which almost brought, um, riot because people were just so excited to see him. They had to rush me on that platform to sing the song just to avert any major issue in the in that stadium it was amazing and it was it was great i had a chance to meet them and i remember she whispered in my ear and she said um it was songs like yours that kept us through the those dark nights when we weren't even allowed to play the music they would put their little transistor radio to their heads in 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 in, in their lockdown times you know just to motivate them yeah so awesome
4: yeah, you know, like, like Howard said before, you know, your history is so rich that we're going to have to get you back on the program. For those who is just, who's just joining us, CKUT 90.3 FM, we're talking to Dr. Caroline Davis Cohen. You know, I got a few more questions because we got about 10 more minutes. Yes. And I'm going to ask you, how does it feel now that you see your life come full circle? Living oh. in Canada, going back to Jamaica. And I remember the last time you were here. You tell us about Naomi and how she wants to get into the industry. And she's living in Toronto and she wants to move back to Jamaica. So it's like your life is living over again. How does that make you feel to see that full circle?
1: Um, it, It's a joy because I just never thought that she would have pursued this path. Um, I, I got her involved in many productions. As a matter of fact, maybe I have about four albums where she has collabed on me as collab, a child. Yeah. And wherever I was doing events, you know, I would grab, she get her to grab the mic when it's convenient. And she loved it. But she said to me, Mom, I want to do broadcasting because she has her master's in, 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 um, radio and television broadcasting, you know. And so I thought this is what she was going to do. So after she finished and did two bouts in Toronto at Ryerson, and each time she came back home, the last time she said, mom, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm going to do music. And I said, my eyes popped, but I said, well, I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised at the same time, you know, and, and now when I look back, I said, you know, it's important that she follows her heart because, you know, when you look back, there's no one to, 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 to blame but yourself if you didn't do it, you know, so, and she's she's given it hundred and twenty percent. She's at it, she's writing, she's producing. I mean many times we are in the studio and she's 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 recording me. She's behind the comp uh, you know, behind the board, getting me to voice the songs or, you know and it's just amazing. We ju- we just um did a a collab of Santa Claus River Come Santa to the Claus, Get. Yeah, I
4: was I was about to ask you about that because I saw it I think I see she post she posts something with you two on on uh, TikTok. One of our people inside of the Zoom said, You're aging like fine wine. But you know what I mean it's like when I saw that TikTok with you and, and Naomi, it's like you know what I mean you guys look like sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you so much. I mean I mean I'm encouraged to hear that. And um, I try to try my best to stay relevant and I think when you're walking in your passion and you're walking in a path that you know, you wake up every morning and you, you, you're doing what you enjoy doing. I think that helps to keep you in the now. You know, yeah. and of course you're eating right and your mind, your mind, um, is, is saying this is, this is, this is my life and I'm enjoying what I'm, what I do. Oh,
0: you know, okay. I can't
1: imagine if I was in a nine to five. Um, how I would look today, because maybe it would have so stretched, stress me out that nobody would recognize.
0: You know, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> you guys <laughs> seem to have been a lot of fun, but it's five minutes to the hour of seven o'clock. We got to get off here at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And, um, Davis Cowan. You know, I listen to you talking to the old guy. I listen to you talking to the young guy. And I'm saying to myself, wow. Mm, what She's a gotta woman. She's got to be back. No no, no, no question about back, it. No question.
1: I need to be back in Montreal in the flesh, guys. So y'all need to figure it out.
0: As soon as this thing eases up. You will be here in the flesh. you will be here, and I'll be putting your husband to introduce you on stage because he there's no better. i I would be kidding myself. there's no better, all right? Tommy Cohen.
1: Naomi live in Montreal.
0: Yes, Can you
4: imagine that. Woo. yeah, so Caroline, I just gotta tell you, I'm not gonna contact Nathan anymore. We're gonna contact you when we're ready to have Naomi in for interview. Okay. And I'm gonna ask you one more, question.
0: Okay. Normally, I... I oh God, Drew, ease up, my man. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, but I'm just what,
4: gonna ask you one question: Who is Carleen Naomi? Who is Charlene, Dave Davis? You don't want to know. Everyday life. In everyday life.
1: Everyday life. I'm just. I'm just
0: beautiful.
1: beautiful. Love to love everybody.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: I'm a mother. I'm <sighs> a singer. And I love the Lord. And I'm passionate about people. I love people. I love people. Because people who need people are the happiest people
0: in the world. world. Carleen Davis. Thank you, you, my friend.
1: I love that, Drew. I
2: love it, I love it.
0: And um, Drew, thank you for pressuring Carleen. And um, I just want to say, I got to go because, you know, the radio station kick us off at seven Tell them
1: o'clock. I need to give you two
0: hours when I'm on. You see, uh, you got
3: two and a half. Bye bye, Carlin. And we got you, Santa
0: Claus. <laughs> Do you ever come to the ghetto? Do you ever come to the Do you ever wonder why we suffer so? Thank
3: you, Carly Davis. When will you come to the
0: Love you. Tamikoa, no worry, your, your your wife's still dead, but we still love her. Gala.
3: Looking forward to
0: God, God bless you. God bless you too, my dear. Drew, come on for the people and radio.
3: Santa Claus. You ever come
0: to the gate. I gotta let this run. Remember, whatever you do, don't let your actions be the pain of others. Alright.
3: Santa Claus.
0: Two minutes to go.
3: Come to the
0: Bye-bye, Montreal. Thank you, Drew.
3: Thank you, Carly Davis.
0: You're a charmer.
3: You're on TV. Giving the toys to some big me. Wondering what's happening to poor people like me. Is it because